You have just entered Liberty Lighthouse, where we cut through the fog with common sense and logic. Coming to you from Pennsylvania, the state of independence. Here he is, U.S. Navy veteran, author of the book, Progress, Really? And your freedom-loving host, Peter Seraphine. Welcome to Liberty Lighthouse. I am your freedom-loving host, Peter Seraphine. Follow me on social media, at pseraphine. Visit the Liberty Lighthouse website at liberty-lighthouse.com. Please send in your messages. Either click the voice message button on your podcast provider or call 64MyRights. That's 646-974-4487. Leave messages for the show. I will include them on the next show. So today we're doing a follow-up to episode number six. Episode number six was on the idea of congressional term limits and the constitutional amendment that would be required in order to force congressional term limits because Congress will never pass them themselves. And I want to clarify something. I said that I am no longer for a constitutional amendment. I no longer feel that mandatory congressional term limits are a good idea. The part I want to clarify is that I no longer think congressional term limits by themselves as a standalone is a good idea. If it were part of a package deal where we got congressional term limits, as well as a ban on congressmen becoming lobbyists for, say, 10 years after they leave office, and maybe some uh, fiscal restraints where government can't just wildly spend like they do now, then maybe congressional term limits would be a good idea. But as of now, the way the government is set up, I think congressional term limits will just create more crooked lobbyists. So having clarified that, let's jump right in. Let's hear what Scott had to say when he called 64 My Rights and left a voice message for Liberty Lighthouse. Hi, Peter. This is Scott. Uh, Concerning this uh, convention of states thing, If we're not going to go the term limits route, then we need to go the legal route uh, and charge those who are accepting these bribes and do it with extreme prejudice. We have politicians that are lording over us, not leading, nor are they doing the actual business of government, yet they still seem to be becoming millionaires by some unaccountable means. Selling your votes, maybe? Who knows? In any case... It has to be checked into. It's it's a crime, and they're getting away with it boldface. Thank you. Bye. Well, first, Scott, thank you very much for your call. Uh, putting that 64 My Rights phone number to use, I appreciate that. I agree with a large majority of what you said. I do think that our government officials are lording over us. I, I do believe that they're doing some pretty shady stuff. The one thing I question, though, is... Uh, Illegal. You say that what they do is illegal. The bribery that they accept is illegal. Well, they're the ones that write the laws. So I've never looked into it too terribly carefully, but I suspect that they've made it so that what they do is not illegal. Immoral? Absolutely. Unjust? Without a doubt. Illegal? Probably not. But therein lies the problem. Congress writes the laws. And they no longer write the laws that we want them to write. They no longer represent we the people. They now represent congressmen 
you know, whoever they are, more than anything else. They are becoming millionaires. They are doing what is best for them and them alone. Like I said in the episode, I do believe that a large majority of our elected officials take their office with every intention of being good for the nation and doing good for the nation. But I think after years and years of having these elected offices and years and years of this undivided attention from these lobbyists and years and years of spending so much time in Washington, D.C., around all of those who are familiar with Washington, D.C., I really think that most of our elected officials in Washington, D.C. have completely lost their connection to their constituents. I seriously doubt that there is a member of the House of Representatives that's been there for more than five terms or ten years that has the same goal and the same drive that they had when they took office ten or more years ago. I believe that there's a terrible double standard that what many of our Congress people are doing and getting away with would be considered embezzling or extortion or bribery or some god-awful capital crime if they were to do it in a private company. But they're not doing it in a private company. They're doing it in Congress. And Congress writes the laws. And unfortunately, nobody ever passed that you know fictitious 28th Amendment that says that Congress shall write no laws affecting Congress that don't affect the people equally and make no laws for the people that don't affect Congress equally. They write themselves exceptions to laws all the time. That's the one set of laws that they're good at doing. The one thing that they can pass pretty quickly without a whole bunch of partisan bickering is anything that benefits them as Congress people. I genuinely fear for our republic. I fear so many things that are going on today will destroy our republic. One of those is the push for socialism. I think that is is going to destroy our republic if we allow it to happen. Another is the cronyism that goes on in Washington, the bribery that goes on in Washington, the nepotism that goes on in Washington. I fear that our elected officials have unfortunately been swallowed up by the government machine. Government grows. All governments grow. That is the problem with governments. And that's why our founding fathers wrote so many restrictions into the U.S. Constitution, because they knew that government would grow and grow and grow. And a growing government steals our rights, robs our liberties. But we've been too lackadaisical as a people. We have allowed our government to continue to grow. We have looked the other way and not paid attention to exactly which representatives are voting which way for what, uh, what bills. And we keep re-electing them. We need to take control of our government back. I just don't think that constitutional amendment requiring term limits will do that. I think a constitutional amendment requiring term limits would make matters worse unless that amendment also contained a, I don't know, a balanced budget amendment and a ban on uh, 
con- congressmen becoming lobbyists and uh, maybe the fictitious 28th Amendment where Congress laws that pertaining to Congress also pertain to the people and vice versa. I mean, all of those things together would be a good start of we the people taking back our own government. A convention of states isn't necessarily a bad idea. If nothing else, it at least shows Washington, tells them that we're the ones in control. The other way to do it without the convention is just pay attention and vote them all out. I mean, we get elections every year. Every other year, we can, or every, every two years, we can replace all of the House of Representatives. We just have to pay attention and elect members to the House that do what we want them to do and what's best for the people. And the moment that they stop voting for what's best for us, we need to stop voting for them. Scott, thanks again for your call. I really appreciate that. I think that's going to be about it for this follow-up episode. I do want to tell you what I'm planning in the future. I've got an episode in the works for a balanced budget amendment. And I also just recently reread the Communist Manifesto. And man, it scared me. I read it when I was a kid, you know, teenager. Um, But it took on a lot more significance now. And to look around what's going on in our world right now, and compare it to what's in the Communist Manifesto that's 170 years old or something like that. It's just amazing. And, and again, fear for our republic is what it, what it instills in me. So I'm not sure which one of those I'm going to do next week. Um, but they're both coming up real soon. Again, I am Peter Seraphine. Please follow me on uh, Facebook and Twitter at pseraphine. Love to hear more messages, uh, more questions, comments, and concerns like Scott just did using phone number 64 My Rights, or click the voice message button on your podcast provider. And while you're at your podcast provider, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, whatever favorite, whatever it is that your podcast provider says. I hope to have you back here in the Liberty Lighthouse again with me real soon. But until then, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. Let me tell you why I chose Anchor to host my podcast. First, it's free. It's one of the few hosts I found that really is free. They have all the tools that you need. You can make your podcast on a computer, or you can download their free app and make edits and uploads straight from your phone. So, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, I say download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today.